Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. These next three episodes, frustration, the hidden things, and all-terrain faith, are messages that I wanted to share that will provoke you deeper in with Him uh, in the days ahead. I think this is very timely. I think we must listen in at a deeper level, and it truly is time to go from trauma to trust. So in all of this, yes, I do encourage you, if you have not yet ordered my book, From Trauma to Trust, The Making of a Messenger, I encourage you to do it. If you've gotten it, you have it, you haven't finished it, I encourage you to pick it up again. You can get it in hard copy, ebook, you can get it in audiobook at theproducersway.com. The others, I believe, are on Amazon. My friends, press into Him and let Him truly, truly love you, tend to you, and bring you forth as who you were always meant to be. Don't let anything or anyone else define who you are. So take a listen to these episodes, and I pray they encourage you to go deeper with Him, and if necessary, connect more with me. Love you all. It's important to begin to recognize when it's God Himself taking you into uh, new levels of awareness in your life. When he begins to do a deep dive and you begin to realize and hear uh, and see things in a different way. For me, it's always been almost like a, a moving video right in front of me. Nobody else can see it. Only I can see it. It's kind of like in the old movie Ghost where the... um uh, one of the characters was the only one who could see the ghost in the room and nobody else could see them. And therefore, sometimes you're responding and reacting to things that you're going through. Nobody else can see it. And so people think, what is wrong with them? Who and what are you talking about? To you, it's very real because when God begins to work in you, there's something happening deep within between you and him. It's not just that person who irritates you. It's not just uh, that spouse that you can't get to give you what you need. Um, There is way more going on between you and Holy Spirit, maybe even more than what you realize. Remember, Holy Spirit is the one sent by the Father and by Jesus to make everything real in your life. Everything that has already been made uh, your possession now needs to become your actual reality in life. And that is a wild and wonderful process within uh, discipleship. And this uh, very necessary aspect uh, of diving deeper in uh, will begin to happen when he is walking you ever so carefully into your next levels with him. And this is the key, your next levels, if you will, of, of real abiding life with him. Not just your new levels of self-awareness, not just new levels of self-development, 
you will become aware of self because he's about to bring you divine revelation. There's a quote from the Green Letters, this one of my favorite little books, you know, that says self-revelation precedes divine revelation, meaning God is going to show you what is present or what your need is as he begins to make you aware of how he is going to meet that need and what he is about to do. So uh, I've said before, he knows what is still present yet hidden in your life that keeps you from knowing him. And sometimes we have not yet uh, fully become aware or appreciated uh, how much he wants you free. Now imagine you have a child that's being bullied, dominated, oppressed, and you're watching that happen to your child. I don't care if they're three or if they're 30. Let me tell you, as a parent, you're going to be like, oh, no, uh-uh. <laughs> my child has a life. My child has a future. This cannot happen. Okay, now imagine that God just sits idly by while we are harassed and dominated. Now, the issue is, is that oftentimes we are not releasing our grip on our independence, which keeps that stuff operating, whether that's knowingly or unknowingly. So the Father has to first come and show that which is going on in us that keeps allowing that so that if he shows it to us, our levels of awareness increase is so that, listen to this, our awareness increases so that our agreement with God will also increase. That what he shows us, we come into agreement with him. We say, Father, now I see what you're showing me. I always thought it was this or that because I stayed on the surface. But now that you're taking me deeper, we're plunging in deeper, which is not always fun, but it is necessary and it will be very freeing eventually. So stay with him. But when awareness levels are coming up, it is important that that brings us into deeper levels of agreement with the Father because he's bringing it to the surface of your awareness so that it can be addressed. Awareness brings agreement so it can be addressed. And this is so that together um, there is something very powerful that happens when you and the Father begin to move on these things together. Ooh, he loves to empower his sons with truth, freedom, understanding, dependency upon him. And then together, you can run those things off. You're not going to be able to do that just in your willpower. I mean, you might send them off for a little bit, but trust me, they just slink back to come back in another form, to come back another day. When the Father frees you, you're not going to be confused. That thing can knock on your door forever. You're never opening that door. Uh-uh. That thing is closed because now you see what that really is. It's just like recently God's been making me tenderized again to the fact that many people, whether it's within homosexuality or um, any any place where we take a whole other um, uh, avenue of ident of our identity, um, you know, all of these things. So I don't mean to hone in just on homosexuality because really 
to me, we're getting too topical in the way that we address things and we call them all these things. And when it's all a result of, of self and sin, which is the way we meet our needs independent from God. Because again, if we could come to see it as what it really is, we would see that honestly, God has dealt with all of these things in the cross, but he was tenderizing me again uh, about the fact that many times people will say, I was tortured, I couldn't find any peace until I finally just embraced you know, who I really am, and so I've just got to be who I really am, and I can't have any peace until I do that. Now listen to me, my friends. If you can only find peace by coming into agreement with something that has tortured you, I just want to submit to you that I don't think that's really you. Hmm? And these can be controversial statements. They're not really. The enemy tries to shoot them full of controversy, but it's quite simple. Is if, if something demonic harasses you and has been probably most of your life from when you were a young child and it began to, to enter your life, maybe through abuse, trauma, different things within your life, to whisper to you that you're different, you're this, you're that, whatever the specifics of that may have been. And you could, you know, you have to hide this and it's torturous and, uh, you know, nobody will understand me. All of this kind of um, activity that goes on and it just harasses and harasses and tortures and inflames. And eventually this thing brings a person to such a place that until that person relents, now I want you to catch this, until a person relents to that, they can't get any peace. My friends, if you've got to come in line with something that's torturing you so that you can get peace, let me tell you, that torture has turned now to uh, a whole new depth of trauma. Now you have stepped into the thing that traumatized you. And it's telling you that this is who you really are. I'm going to ask the Lord to turn the lights on so bright for you and any loved one that you have that you must have to see that which has been talking to you since you were a young child. My friends, that's not you. If the only way you can get peace from a torturer is to agree with the one that tortures you, I want you to think about the fact of uh, what have you just stepped into. I'm going to tell you what, when Holy Spirit wants to show you who you are, He doesn't torture you. When Holy Spirit wants to speak to you, love you, oh, it may be strong and it may be intense, but it's not going to torture you until you agree. We've got to think about these things with him. We've got to stay with him in this because he is about to bring things to the surface so that they can be addressed. He wants you in your full freedom because your full freedom brings you into oneness with him.
My friends, this is not for the faint of heart. This is not discipleship that just teaches you, um, you know, the books of the Bible. Because I don't care. Let me tell you what. When hell comes, it doesn't matter if I know where Leviticus is. Let me tell you, when hell comes, especially when it has been bubbling and brewing in your life since you were four, five, six, seven years of age, when something entered into your life, got a grip on your life, when you were young, vulnerable, helpless, powerless, and now that thing's been bubbling and brewing and morphing, showing up in all different kinds of ways throughout your life, you've been attempting to handle it yourself, keep it under wraps, try to deal with it, or you've given into it maybe in more socially acceptable ways, but now it is bringing you to a point of practically renouncing your faith. I've got to walk off and embrace some other whole other way of living for me to be free. Listen to me, my friends. Get under the tent of His presence. And this is why I'm, I, I did not mean for this to go to this place, but it's just like I keep coming back to it, is where are the houses of God where people can run and get to Him? Okay, listen to me carefully. When God is beginning to lift this lid of all of our clever ways of dealing with our trauma, of all of our ways of handling things on our own. Oh my, when that lid, that veneer, begins to break and pop, there have to be people and places that... that Others can find safety, not because we're the source of safety, but because we know the source of safety. This is what it says in Isaiah 32. I'm going to be sharing this at my producer's school, USA, in Iowa this week as we open up. It says, There is a king who reigns in righteousness and princes who will uh, rule with him, and they will become a shade in the heat and a refuge in the storm and a shelter and water and everything that Jesus is, my friends, we will be. If he's our source and there are, quote, rivers of living water flowing out of our belly, what was that for? So you could roll around on the floor and laugh and have a wonderful church service. Well, you know, I've done those things and that was great when it was great. But my friends, listen to me. There's rivers of living water that are to be flowing out of the belly of his house, of his church, that isn't for my entertainment and just for my enjoyment. I appreciate that it may have refreshed me at one time, but my understanding in Acts 3 of why there is repentance, that there might be refreshing, is so there can be the restoration of all things unto him. Let's get all three R's in there. And, and where there are houses that he himself established. And I'm thinking of places right now, Iowa, Texas, uh, Mississippi, Florida, Philadelphia, Kansas City, Miami, Omaha, Council Bluffs. I'm, I'm thinking of all these different places, all the places within Europe, that just that I know of, and I'm sure there are many others I'm telling you, God is trying to get us ready for something we've never seen. And there has to be people that get ready ahead of time, before, because they needed him in such a way, and now he's getting them ready that they might steward this reality of his presence under the tent of his presence. 
He's pitching a tent. This canopy over all of the glory that is a place of divine protection and love is what it says in Isaiah 4. My friends, people are about to be running for their life and they don't just need nice greeters opening the door. They don't just need great programs. They need his presence and people who know him. Church as we have known it, my friends, is done. And God is erecting his house by using his people as the stones of that house. We are his building. And when people come in, do they find true refuge? Do they find true rest for their weary souls? Because we have brought them to him. I know they might meet you first. But are they experiencing him and his presence when they meet you? Is something being ignited deeper than your hospitality? All right, my friends. This is why he's bringing us to this place of, are we really, really allowing him to be to us everything that he is that we might then pass this life on? I don't even know if I finished all my thoughts in this episode. (laughs) Sometimes I'm known for starting sentences that I don't finish because when I start really, you know, pouring forth this, that, that I know that he is doing. And I am speaking and declaring it now. He is getting us ready. Because he wants to be able to bring people to his house, a house filled and flooded with him that knows how to give out the bread and the wine of his presence, cloud by day, fire by night. And yet it might just look like just ordinary people, the nameless and the faceless, but they know him. They know his name. They they are beholding his face, and they know and are skilled craftsmen in the house of God. So I pray that as he begins very personally with you and with me to bring up these things that are still present, yet they've been hidden, that we don't break and leave. We break and stay, and abide. Run in deeper today, my friends, even if it's by a whisper or a shout. Inwardly, turn to Him. I love you all. Praying for us all. Until next time. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.